Hello. No. What was that? That was weird. That was very upbeat. It was a bit. I like it. Hello. Hello. No. Hello and welcome to the Video Gaming UK podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Straight in there, Stephen. No, we won't do it like that. Hello and welcome to the Video Gaming UK podcast with me, Stephen W. Burns, and you over there, David Scammell. This is take three, Stephen. Well, it could be take five. <laughs> uh, and Alice Bell. Hello, everyone. Hello. This is it for today. This, this is, is it. it because Miller has had a couple of days off post yeah. E3 and Jim is thus very busy with video. Is he and spending nobody them else is in? Working out. Has he ca- got to catch up on all his leg days and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. He worked out while he was there. He told Did me. he? Yeah. He, he was, always I was like, does. Oh, are you going to miss out on some gym days? He's like, oh, no, we're all the fucking gyms. Yeah. Are. <laughs> it is hard, though. It is hard coming back from E3. Very difficult. No, I'm not taking the piss. You're looking at me like... <laughs> like Vietnam, Dave. It was, your, it was your arm. Although, I'm feeling it today. I'm tired. I don't know why. It's like it's all caught up with me, because we did late nights as well last week. Yeah. We were yeah. on a US and a UK. Yeah, alternating so, yeah. In, a, in a way, which uh, is, is probably illegal. Yeah, yeah. And it's but caught it was up with fine. me a week later. Because Bizarrely. we love you. We yeah. love you, our, our lovely listeners. We and also, we should say that Jim should really have been on this podcast yeah where is he he's, to he's talk about uh, video game stuff but he cannot be on the podcast because he is making something brilliant it is a very good video and, uh, so he oh well who knows what it could possibly it'll be. be up by the time that yeah. this has gone out they'll know what it uh, is yeah so he couldn't be here which is a bit bizarre if you're listening to it afterwards mm. but yeah you've probably seen it if you haven't get on video gaming tv and watch tam's e3 response unit i like the cameo Ooh. The cameo there is a good bit is cameo. My the cameo is fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's so inelegant. There's no, there's no segue. Well, I mean, or do you want it's Tam's as if it was planned, but it yeah. wasn't. It's amazing. Do you want Tam's response unit to be elegant? No, no, of course not. not. No, right. No. So, what have you been playing, Alice Bell? Um, what have I played? Do you know what? Like E3 week, I didn't really play anything because I was done. But obviously. I did, obviously. But I did play Gone Home. Oh yeah. It was uh, one first of the time? yeah yeah first time I played it because it was one of the um. PlayStation Plus. One of the freebies. Freebies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I very much enjoyed it. Good game, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, I still haven't played it. Is it a scary game? It's got, some, it's got a really yeah. good jump scare. Has it? I say it every time. It's got one of the best jump scares I've ever seen in a video game. Really? Wow. Yeah. Did you say it, but not everyone finds it? I don't think Which made, I don't want to sound like, yeah, I'm the cool man. I'm the achievement. But that's the anything. thing. There are so many, like, it, it's the conceit it uses so it, it's so good in the way it sets up the game and uses mm. so many different sort of horror tropes that yeah. it could be so you think like oh it could be like this or it could be like you know ghosts or it could be like the dad's snapped or it could be yeah. you know all this kind of different stuff um and i am aware that i didn't find everything because there are different threads in different stories that you can uncover yeah. depending on how much you look around all. So I might go back and have a look, but mm, yeah. it's very good. And I think it's got quite a bait and switch kind of that I fell for. So. Yeah, it's got uh, the artwork, the key art, as they say in the biz, is the house with the light on and looks yeah. very like very much like Splatterhouse, really, the opening of, uh, of that. But yeah, you get in there and then it is really creepy. And there's a, a secret passage that links the first and second floors. Yeah. And in there, there's some really, uh, some really scary shit. But, uh, I will play it. Yeah, you if, should play it. Yeah. Uh, is it a long one or is it a very no. short one? It can be very short. Like, mm. It depends how much you look around and yeah. how, how brave you are and mm. stuff. And I mm. like because I sort of knew a bit about you know the end and stuff. Mm. And even so, I, I was I sort of fell for a bit. So it yeah, it, good. it's one of those where it feels like if someone was to tell you what the 
the secret is mm. that you wouldn't that a lot of people wouldn't play it but i right. i think it's it's worth playing no matter because the the secret that a lot of people will be talking about is one of two or three or even four uh things that you mm. can that you can find or uh with some of them even miss so yeah check it out i always get it confused with uh, grow home, grow home, very different, very yeah. different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which I love, by the way. I think grow home is amazing. They announced a sequel. Yeah, E3. they did. They grow up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, very exciting. E3. Yeah, 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 yeah. That seems like a thousand years ago. It now. does. It does. Which, yeah. yeah, which is good. Uh, Dave, so did you play anything? Can you believe I did? And can you believe I what can it is? Believe it. You're not going to. I bet you don't know what it was. Was it, was it Ride to Hell Retribution? No, but you were close. <laughs> <laughs> Need for Speed. Last year's Need for Speed. <laughs> I went back and finished it. I was determined I had to get it done. Uh, you know, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. When, when our review went out, I thought, it is, it's not great, but that, maybe that was a bit, I don't want to say harsh, but like yeah. that was the low end of the, of the spectrum, mm-hmm. I thought. But having finished it now, I do kind of agree with where that review was going. Yeah. There's just, there's nothing to it. It's like, right, what's Need for Speed, right? Night racing in a city. And that's it. And then, like, first-person kind of weird cutscene stuff that doesn't... That was bad. Yeah, and it's just... No, no, didn't like it. No. Previous Need for Speeds have been much better. So. How long did you play it for? How long before it just you went, you know what, fuck this noise? Well, I finished it. <laughs> right, so, so you <laughs> made it bloody good. No, because I then. played it when it came out. I did it at the time, played five, six hours, maybe. Yeah. Um... Went off mic there. Going to get in trouble. That's fine. Um, and I probably stuck another five or six hours in last week to get it done. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know why I did. It was one of those yeah. that I think because it was so easy on the trophies. Ah, uh, right. Just, the, the, trophies the trophies just kept ticking <laughs> over. I did wonder. I that, did wonder. Uh, yeah, I, I felt compelled to finish it and get the platinum which I did do. Wow. Marvellous it was. badge of dishonour yeah. having finished the <laughs> for speed. I played something else as well, though. What was it? I'm trying to think. Oh, I went back and did a bit more Ratchet and Clank, which oh, yeah. is it's very good. But it's starting to drag on a bit now as it gets towards the end. You kind of think, right, well, let's wrap it up a little bit. Not going to get a platinum on that, no? Oh, I don't know. I don't no. know. You can, and you can kind of feel... There's little bits about it where you, you can feel... How it's because it was a thirty pound game, mm-hmm. and when you sit down with it first, you you look at it and you think, I mean, this looks amazing. It feels like a proper triple A big budget game, but the further you go in, you can start seeing the little cracks every oh, really? now and then. They front loaded all the goodness. The little, no, I don't mean it like that. It's just I think you're so kind of blown away with how good it looks and that feeling of this is an actual th- proper three D platform and not yeah. some kind yeah. of cheap indie one. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but, no, but you see a lot of it at the moment. There's a lot of like sort of 3D platformers coming out of the works because you know ukulele and all that. Things yeah. Well. Um, whereas it feels quite expensive, and I think as you sort of go on, you can kind of see, oh, okay, that's a bit rough, a bit rough around that. But um, but no, still very good, still an excellent little video game, and um, I would recommend it. I, I need to go back and finish it because it was one that I started it and I was really enjoying it. But yeah. then I think it's one of those games where something I was busy at work or something, so I had to put it down and then mm. I had to pick up something else. And I never went back to Ratchet and Clank, so I do need to finish it because I, I was mm. really enjoying it. Mm. Well, I played Hitman. So oh yeah, Marrakesh oh yeah, yeah. I still haven't started that yet. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I played it on PC. I uh, I also found out that my PC had uh, double the amount of RAM in it. 
that I thought I had. Oh, you were very happy about this. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. You came in with a spring just, in your step. I couldn't mad. believe it. I know. I, it was, it's been a few years since I bought it. Mm. I, I bought it to last, which it has. And Does Ram make a massive... Because I, I have to admit, I've not... Years and years ago, I was one of these that would want an amazing new PC. Yeah. And I've kind of fallen behind that a little bit in recent years. Does RAM still make a huge difference to the way... Because remember when I was building a PC, not as a kid, but as a late teenager, you always wanted loads of RAM. Yeah. RAM was really important to have, and it was less on the graphics card back then. There weren't, the graphics cards weren't... They were a thing, but not well, to the point where depends. they are now. It's, it's all about the RAM and the CPU back then. Now it's about having an amazing graphics card. Yeah, I suppose it kind of goes in cycles, really. Uh, I know what you mean about the focus on, Does on having, having loads a lot of RAM. Of, have such a big having a lot of RAM was, was kind of a cheap way of saying that you had a lot of stuff in the machine. It wasn't right. Um, but yeah, I'd, uh, there's I'm probably ha- people in the comments now going, "Oh, of course oh, you need loads I'm, of RAM. Yeah. Of course you do." Well, and you probably do. I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine said that he had uh, 32 gigs of RAM. In his, in his PC, and I actually was like, "No, you you must be mistaken." <laughs> and he's not like a big game or anything, but he's just got loads of money. So yeah. he went in and said, <laughs> "Build me something for this," and they went, "Okay." And it came back out it was ridiculous. Mm. I was looking through it, but uh, so I said, "32 gigs," and he went, "Oh yeah." And I was like, "Right, no, come on, let's go and have a look." Then you must be mistaken. Yeah. No, no, it turns out there it was. <laughs> See, I think I've got 16 gigs of RAM. Yeah, but. My graphics card is past it now, my PC. I haven't upgraded my PC since I bought it like four or five years ago. Mm. So it seems like I've got a decent amount of RAM, but it just can't play anything. Yeah. Well, it can, but not anywhere near how you'd want it to play. Yeah, well, so, so yeah, the RAM situation has been resolved. I so in the Beast PC. The Beast PC. So the Beast now needs a new one. It needs a, an upgrade on the graphics card front, I feel. Are you going 4K? Um, the, You're going full-on Scorpio mode? Well, Hitman played at... 2100 whatever by whatever so i was like this is really good mm. yeah with everything on on high so i was like shit yeah it's worked out wow. but and but about, about 40 frames a second so it's still it's That's still right. Doing all right better than console yeah well but i then played the playstation version yeah. right. like, fuck this <laughs> really what is this? have you been doing the elusive targets well no because i'm always out mm. doing shenanigans mm. and such yeah i found and, that and I'm not really that bothered by them either. I like them. I think they're really cool. I like the idea. Uh, how long are they around for? 48 hours? Yeah, something like that at the time. 48, 72 hours around. So, yeah. But I keep uh, missing them. Yeah. Someone I saw was at E3 when the uh, the latest Elusive Target was at, and he didn't have any of his stuff with him. So he just logged into one of the show <laughs> PlayStations. Well, I know who that was. I know who that was as well. Yeah, we see you. Yeah, we bloody see you, employees of Square Enix. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I played Hitman. I won the UEFA European Championships on Pez. Oh yeah, I did that. Is that good? Because I was tempted to load Pez up the other day. Yeah. Just as because I was so bored, just like, well, maybe I'll just play half an hour of Pez. Burns won't shut up about it. It's good, and I never did it. No, because he said he played six hours of Need for Speed 2015. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I was tempted to look at the Euro stuff, and I remember you saying that it was it's just good. really a skin. There's nothing yeah, there. But if you want to feel like you are making progress in the European Championships... Well, it's done well for your sim so far. Is, it, is your sim of it still going strong? You ah, well... The, uh, so I predicted England's, uh, England's scoreline against Wales. You blew well, everyone's minds with I the 90-second-minute the the winner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, then yesterday, I had England to beat Slovakia 3-1. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, game I think had everyone that. probably did, didn't and, they, really? Uh, yeah, and then England just didn't turn up. Which is Roy Hodgson's fault, because he made six changes. And so, to me, at mm. least, that mm. means he owes me money, because I actually bet on that. Ah, uh, he cheated the game. Exactly. So I'm right. going to reload the European Championships <laughs> ah. and play it from there. But one game I have been playing, a new game. Yeah. It literally just came out this very second. Oh, my goodness. Is uh, Resident Evil, or it's not called that, Umbrella Core. Yeah. Um, wow. Or um, smacking people over the head with, what are they? Yeah. Yeah, well, you lads. Brainers. Like, Burns came in and like took, took Dave aside to watch him playing Umbrella Core, and there was a lot of shouting. Yeah, it's coming. Wow. Enjoy the shouting like, of happiness yeah. and uh, amazement. It's so we can. Well, I played it uh, before at preview. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's not good. Well, you know, maybe maybe it will become better, but it won't. I don't uh, know why I'm even qualifying this. Maybe magically it will, but come on, this is a game where you've got a gun, but the best way to play it is by using a, a pickaxe because you can run faster when the pickaxe is, really? uh, is drawn. <laughs> it seems to have all sorts of problems, even down to the camera. Like the camera is far the too FOV close. The FOV is crazy. Far really? too close yeah. to the character. And it, the char- your, your player character takes up about a third of the screen. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not something I normally would even really think about all that much in a third-person game. But you might as well just play this... It might as well be a first-person game because you're so focused yeah. on that centre that there's really no point in being third-person. When it zooms out slightly, when you go into cover, yeah. that seems like a much better kind of field of view, that distance from the camera. Um, yeah, it, it just seemed a bit of a mess to you me. You can go into cover, but because the other team moves so quickly... Mm. Or, with their axes drawn, then what's the point? And you have to press a button to come away from cover, and it's just... Uh, I was just uh, you were spawning, and then a guy with an axe was running behind you, you had an idea he was there, and that was it, yeah. you were dead. Oh, and then we found that guy, we saved this one for, uh, for evidence, where a guy literally spawned in, you saw him materialise, <laughs> and they just hit him over the head with the axe, and he was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, no definitive decision just yet, but it's not immediate looking impressions. Good. Are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I'll be investing in that one. No, no. So. Well, Dave, yeah, what's been going on in the world of news? Now I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, I'm let's... having a week off, Stephen, from okay. news. All right. Well, I'll no, s- no, I'll say on, some things, real. and then you say some things about the uh, things from okay. a news perspective. Right. Mighty Number no. Nine, yes, has come out. Yeah, well, yeah. almost over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been delayed, I think, on 360. Yeah. yeah. For about a couple of days. Yeah. And yeah. there are also other other ports that are... Was anyone buying it on 360? Was, any, well, was anyone buying it at all? Or was anyone buying it on 360? Well, but anyway, yeah. so uh, there's been uh, some issue with the way that it looks. Yeah. Uh, as, a, you know, it was billed one way and then like a lot, of, well, not a lot, mm. but some Kickstarter projects well, comes out another way. And then Inafune gives an interview, this is the big thing that's kind of blown up about it. Well, this, is, this quote, isn't it, that you're about yeah. to bring yeah. up? I want you to talk about well, it. It wasn't an interview, you, it was on raised, a live stream. Yeah, you raised an interesting point about well, it. Well, it wasn't so much an interesting point. I mean... You interested like, me, Dave. Give him as much shit as you want. Like, I understand that the Kickstarter has been a little bit of a disaster, and maybe there's criticism... Maybe there is fair criticism to be had there and possibly at him. I don't know. I've not been following the story of the Kickstarter that closely. I just know that people have an issue with it. Um, but this quote that's been going around today that's been attributed to him about... What was the what was the actual quote that he said? Something like, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I don't think he... Ha- he didn't actually say that. 
And I think it's fair to criticise him for having said it because he was asked a question by his translator. Um, he then answered. And I think the translator, if you actually watch the stream, it's the translator himself that gives his opinion afterwards, which is... Right. It's, it's very subjective. There are a lot of people are saying, we need someone that speaks, that can translate. He said something like, it may not be perfect, but it's better than nothing, or something like that. And, and, then, every, and, and people have attributed this to Inafune, and I don't think that's him actually speaking. But some people think it is him. It's like... That's the problem when you have a translator exactly, that yeah. decides to editorialise it a little bit yeah. and give their opinion. Maybe that wasn't the best thing to do. Um, but I, I think it's a bit unfair. Cause you've, there are reports out today that are attributing it to him, and I think it's a bit unfair to see that. Well, we, need, we need someone who speaks Japanese. Well, I've had a couple of people, because I tweeted about it, and a couple of people, yeah. including a couple that speak Japanese, said no, that he didn't say anything like well, that. Well, there you go, so, Dave. So the news cannon well, did have, go, then. was loaded. So... Um, yeah, it's uh, but then you kind of get people. Oh, you're defending this practice, and it's like, no, that's not that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm literally saying that quote, on what he said. that quote in particular. I don't think it's fair to attribute to to him. But I don't know. Has anyone played Mighty Number no. Nine yet? Is it Tom played, Tom it, played yeah, it? Yeah, he yeah, reviewed, reviewed it, right? It. Yeah. yeah. Would you give it a five? Five. It's not done well. No. So from a review point of view, yeah. But. Yeah, it's. But this is what I said. I I don't think I've backed anything like game wise on Kickstarter ever because it's essentially it's an investment platform. Yeah, like you're not buying something. Yeah, you are investing in something to that you would like to see come to fruition, <laughs> which is uh, which is why I've never done it because what you think you're investing in it can turn out to be something completely different. Well, exactly. So many people don't see it like that, do they? See it as oh, I'm spending this much, which is usually a lot less than a full priced game would mm -hmm. cost, and yeah. I'm getting the game. So oh yeah, I'll back it early. I'll pay for it. And you hear a lot of people that are, say oh don't don't pre order games. You'd never pre order games because you know you never know how they're going to turn out. But yeah, you often see those same people going, oh, there's a Kickstarter out for this. Back it. And it's like, hang on, that's a little bit double standards there because you never know how that Kickstarter's going to turn. Exactly. And we've seen it a few times now. Um, the first one I ever backed was uh, Tim Schafer for, um, what was it, Broken Age? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because um, on paper, that sounded like everything I ever wanted to come back. Yeah. And then I played it and I was like, ah. Uh, you know what? Maybe it wasn't quite what I was <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, from that moment, I was kind of like, do I want to back these? And I think the only one I have backed since then has been Shenmue 3. And again, you kind of look at well, where that's that, the next and one. And that was a big mm. one. I was, about, I backed that at the physical console tier, whatever that was, $60 oh, maybe. $60 I thought, fucking yeah, you know, Shenmue 3, it's only going to come along once, isn't it? I might as well, you know, you I want a PS4 that. copy. But that's uh. the thing, you're, you're saying like, I, I'm putting forward money towards this because I would r like this to be made. But you, like, I think you don't, th like, there's no way that everyone that backs something is going to be happy with yeah, what comes so. out. Mm. You know, and that's why I've never done because there's nothing yet that I've come, that I've seen on Kickstarter that I think I would just like, I think the world would be better if this came out in any form. I didn't even like, back Shenmue 3. And I love the first uh, two Shenmue games. I love them. Yeah. But I bought both of them on the day of release. I thought they were incredible. But, I mean... I think it can go no either way. Like, no point in Shenmue 3. No point in it. Ukulele. I mean, it's too early to judge it, but it looks like it's going... The right way, maybe. That was a Kickstarter game. There's other things as well, like we mentioned this in the office. Did we? Did we? Did I speak about this with you? Maybe I did. About um, Dangerous Golf. Uh huh. Which I think, I think if that team had announced a K 
Kickstarter for that project from the creators of Burnout. This is what we have planned. I think it could have done amazingly well on Kickstarter. Yeah, I do as well. And I think the reaction that it actually got when it came out perhaps wasn't as positive as anyone really expected. I think maybe it was a little bit of a disappointment. And the knock-on effect of that was, I mean, I don't know how well it did commercially, but I kind of feel like a Kickstarter pitch for that perhaps would have got a lot more publicity and a lot more backing than yeah. maybe what the final game... I don't know, I don't know. Maybe that's not fair. Maybe it has done amazingly well. And I, just, yeah. I, well, just I know what know. you mean in terms of... Do you know what I mean? And it feels like that maybe, for that team at least, was a bit of a missed opportunity that they didn't go that... You kind of think of all the people that... If you're going to launch a Kickstarter, the people that make Burnout want to make a new game. Like, I would have probably backed that and yeah. I'm sure there would have been loads of people that backed yeah. that. I don't know. So I think in some ways, maybe Kickstarter can benefit devs. Uh, well, with Kickstarter, you're selling a reputation, than, aren't you? Yeah. So uh, those guys could have, could have done really well. That's why Tim Schafer did so well off of uh-huh. it. You know, if that was any other team that had announced, they yeah. wouldn't have done anywhere near as much. Kojima should have done it, though. He should have done it. Instead of, instead of taking uh, the Sony yeah. dollar... Well, just, how just, much did he get paid, though? For, for, <laughs> oh, uh, you I know. mean, Sony has invested in that quite significantly, yeah. I would have thought. I, but I can't wait for that to come out in, what, 25 years? And it's a fucking baby walking simulator it's gonna be a load Can't of, it was, it's gonna be incomprehensible <laughs> it, it's, yeah well yes like. quite so uh well there was that yeah. ps4 neo yeah so uh digital foundry their sources all their people reckon that despite the no show yeah at uh, e3 mm-hmm. it's still going to come out this year thoughts well there was something interesting that andrew house said the other day i like he, andrew house we'll get yeah, to that in a minute he was still he was talking about it vaguely at e3 he wasn't going to any detail about what it is but was kind of you know obviously he said the basics is a high-end ps4 and stuff like that and i can't remember the exact quote but he drew reference to the apple model which you know with their ipads and iphones it is announced and then very shortly after yeah. that it's released a few weeks between it as opposed to what Microsoft's doing with Scorpio, which is announced 18 months ahead of... It's like what Nintendo did with Wii U. It's crazy. It felt like it took forever for Wii U to come out, and I feel like it's going to be the same for Scorpio. But, um, yeah, him even drawing reference to that suggests that maybe they're looking to do a similar model for the for the uh, Neo, which makes sense, doesn't it? Because as soon mm. as you announce a new PS4, it will affect sales of the current PS4. Yeah. There will be a market out there that go, oh, hang on, I will wait now. Just as I imagine mm. this Xbox announcement has done for people. Are people really going to buy an Xbox One S? That was... If you're looking to jump into Xbox One now, are you thinking, yeah, I'll buy one of those Xbox One Ss? Or are you thinking, oh, I'll wait a year, 18 months for Scorpio? It's a really weird thing to do, I think, that announcement. Yeah. Especially announcing two consoles at once. At first, I was like, eh, it's good that they're... I mean, two minds. I think it's good that they're being up front and saying these are our plans because they're only going to get leaks between now and next yeah. year. Yeah. That's, they can't avoid that. It already happened before they've even <laughs> announced it. Um, it sounds like they're, they haven't even locked down their policies in terms of what it can do and its performance and whether 4K is going to be pushed... Uh, I, I don't know. Like you know, Phil Spencer's comments last week was so confusing. One minute he was saying this, next minute he was saying something else, and it just sounds like they have an idea for what they want the console to be, but how devs are going to be able to take advantage of it, we, we still don't know. And yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah it, it, it's a weird, 
a weird thing. So have they ever announced two consoles at once before? Have they ever announced a like a slim console and then the successor to the slim Don't console? I think so. Because well, as much as he's saying it's still an Xbox One, it is part of that generation, it's so much more powerful. Like the jump will it, will is, it be called it, Xbox One? I don't know. They say it's they part of the Xbox One family. That's their like. That's their language. But there's no way you can call it Xbox One and then have one that's like. Well, that isn't it meant to be four point five times as powerful? Yeah. So, like, what's the jump between three sixty to Xbox One? Was that the same jump, or was it smaller, bigger? I don't know. But just it'll surely have a different uh, subtitle for you know a bit of, a, a different moniker in the same way that you don't call an original iPad the same as an iPod two, iPad two or three or Air or or any of that. The rumors suggest that it is quite a bit more powerful than what Neo will be. And when Microsoft say there's not going to be any exclusive games for the Scorpio, you have to think, well, I mean, does that mean that you're sort of artificially limiting what devs can be just so no one is left behind? That's their message, isn't yeah. it? No one left behind. <laughs> and it's like... Sounds like Xbox are on a fucking expedition. Yeah. I get that from the sense that going forward, it's obviously jumping to an Xbox One now... And all those games will still play on that console that you can buy in 18 months or two years' time. And they will continue to work on that console, which presumably will have a lifespan of, what, three, four, five years if it's similar to the current Xbox One. But I don't understand why they can't release games that are Scorpio exclusive, like games that are are targeting a higher spec. Because surely that... I don't know. It's it's just a very weird thing to do. You launch a new, way more powerful console and then just say, yeah, you're just getting exactly the same games as what you were already. The Neo makes more sense to me from what they've said about it. Neo this year, new PlayStation next year. Hmm. New new Xbox next year, you mean? No, new PlayStation next year. Oh, what? As in PS5? Yeah. Well, if if Neo is 4.5... I don't think PS... No, no way. No way. I don't know if they'll make that, that leap. So the Neo is... There will be a PS5 eventually, I'm sure. So the Neo is going to be underpowered compared to Scorpio then. Well, we don't officially know. uh, PlayStation, Sony's not given out any figures, any... Well, listen, my my uncle works at... uh, (laughs) So so Neo this year then, well, let's focus on uh, on that. I got a bit sidetracked from that. but it's fine. Yes, I do see it coming out this year, yeah. Yeah. Bang, it's out today, see ya. I don't know about today. It's like, when do they announce it now, though? Like... Are they going to be at Gamescom? We don't know. Are they going to be at Paris Games Week? Don't know. Um, but also they've got PlayStation VR, and we've said this before, whereas if they've got Neo coming out around the same time as PlayStation VR, whether it's day and date, a month before or a month after, you've got all of... I imagine there'll be more people out there. There's people who aren't sold on VR. Mm-hmm. And I imagine there'll be a lot more people going, ooh, maybe I will buy a new PlayStation instead. And it takes that spend away from VR, which they're heavily investing in. Yeah. Like you'd think that they'd want their focus and people's spend to be on that new piece of tech. Mm-hmm. Whereas instead, it sounds like they're kind of distracting people almost from that by offering them a new little toy that is probably a little bit more kind of wanted by a lot of people. Yeah, but and you've already bought two, Dave. So PS4s? Uh, no, sorry. You've already bought two headsets, haven't you? Pre-ordered them. Pre-ordered them. I have to cancel one of them. I told you this, Stephen. <laughs> and yet you still haven't. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> I still don't know where to buy it from. And I don't yeah. know why that's a decision I need to make. I should have just pre-ordered one. You know, I just thought I'll have it before they sell out. Yeah. End up pre-ordering two. 
Fair but enough. Covered your bases. <laughs> Alice, yes. what's, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on PS4 Neo? And if it comes out this year, what are you going to do about it? Do you know, I really don't know. I have been thinking if it does come out this year, I might because I play my Xbox One so rarely now. That I might, and you know, the time to trade an Xbox One in is, is yep. the window's fast closing. Mm-hmm. So I might, if Sony do come out with a, a new console, I might trade in the PS4 and the Xbox One towards that and get a new one. But then, that, thinking? you know, does that make me an idiot for for buying into their new their new? Well, it depends how much you know? money you get. If you exactly, can, yeah, you know, what's the point of having an Xbox know. One? This is I don't understand because all the exclusives such as there are that I care about are on PC. Are on the Neo feels like much more of an interim than the Scorpio mm. does. As much as Microsoft is positioned the yeah. Scorpio as a sort of mid gen upgrade. There's so many kind of con- confusing points around whether is it just going to play the games as they are today, but at a native 4K resolution. If that's the case, there are so many people that don't have 4K TVs. Yeah, I don't have 4K TVs. So and, what you know. And I doubt if the games are going to look the same as they do today, but in 4K, that will give enough people enough of a jumping point to go, I'm going to upgrade to 4K. I think it needs to be an upgrade in the visuals and the resolution to mm. actually... Like when 360 came along, so many people, myself included, bought an HDTV for 360. Not yeah. only did the console play at a higher res, the games also looked amazing at that higher res for the time. Yeah. And that was enough to get you invested in HDTV. I don't know what specs they're targeting, really. And I don't think they... I don't get the impression they know particularly how much of an improvement it will mm. offer plus 4K. Um... I don't know. Neo makes Neo right now, in terms of the, how the two are being messaged. Bear in mind that Neo hasn't yet really been revealed. It makes more sense. I can see a place for it in the market, which is weird because it's a brand new idea putting a mid-gen console upgrade in like that. But I can understand it more than I can the Scorpio right now. Yeah. I'm still very like I want both. I think the Scorpio will be amazing once they've figured out what it will and won't do. Um, What's the point, though, if it's going to play all my... If my PC is going to play all those games? Yeah. Microsoft's message. Once the is, beast mode gets its graphics card upgrade... Microsoft's things now is... Xbox isn't console. Xbox is games, isn't it? And it's... We want you to be able to play those games across any Windows yeah. device that's capable of doing so. Um, and I don't know... That... that um, people saying, why don't I just buy an amazing new PC. It's like, well, I'm kind of... I get that now. Yeah. Like, Well, it used to be that you'd have PC games and console games. Yeah. And, you know, it was always a big thing, and talking years and years ago, when certain genres would go back and forth across. So yeah. there were fighting games on PC, yeah. but it was, diff- you know, there was a bit of a pain in the arse, and first-person shooters that weren't, you know, any really great first-person shooters, really, mm. on console. And if they were, they were either versions of other... PC games or you know then twin stick shooting came along and everyone's like oh right fine this can work now we'll mm. uh, but now yeah my- so if Sony did the same well there would be no reason to own a console you'd just buy an amazing new PC yeah right? and it, I mean obviously it only applies to like first party stuff even the kind of almost second party stuff like Dead Rising 4 like that's not part of that mm. initiative like you still have to buy it on PC and on Xbox if you and I think until they find themselves in a point where everything released on Xbox, you can also buy digitally and get it on PC. 
maybe that's when it will really start to become a bigger thing than it i don't know i don't know it's it's all these kind of ideas at the moment and you have to wait until they're here so you can really get yeah. a feel for how it's, it's going to play good out for the, i don't think it's good for the consumer it's I good for the consumer obviously in the sense that they, they've got an option now where they want yeah, to play it but they don't know what they're doing they don't know <laughs> like the games press is often easily confused but at the moment i'm i'm like what the fuck is going on i love the idea of having a digital library that just comes with me and that's, yeah. that's why Steam has proven so popular. Yeah. And that's why I was amazed when they announced Xbox One. And it wasn't, it didn't have, you couldn't bring your 360 digital games with you, like all your Xbox Live Arcade games. I invested loads in that, thinking I'll always have access to those. Mm. And then they were like, no, you can't have it. And I don't understand why. I mean, I'm glad they've caught up now when they're going, yeah, everything will be forward compatible from now on. But I'm amazed it wasn't there three years ago when everyone kind of expected it to be yeah. well i think we all know that the uh the launch and the genesis of the xbox one was a fucking yeah, joke it, um, yeah. it's not just them though is it sony obviously did the same there'd be people you know who would invest a lot on PSN, Yeah, but we love sony we love them pardon yeah we do that's what <laughs> that's what we've been accused of the xbox xbox one hate squad is what we are but uh yeah ps4 neo i reckon Depending on the price, I could be tempted, but it would have to be fairly low. And you're someone with a beastie PC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I do play a lot of video games on my PS4, mm. you see. I so, think the the, yeah. the key is going to be how many people are going to take advantage of it. Will it just be a first-party thing? Yeah. Will third parties really... Is it going to be an easy thing for third-party devs to go, well, the difference is... On Neo, it looks like it's running on PC high settings. On a normal PS4, it looks like low settings. Is it just as simple as almost like a switch, or is it going to actually require a fair amount of like dev work to get it optimized yeah. for the new hardware? And until we know that, Sony claim that it's not going to be like that. They say it's going to be quite easy to... I can't remember the exact word, but a minimal amount of dev effort, essentially, to... Mm, lo- yeah, right-o. But they're, right-o. Always, they're never going to say, oh, yeah, actually, it was bloody difficult to uh, no, of course <laughs> make not. it look great. But, don't know, it's all... At the moment, like I say, they're all kind of ideas and thoughts at the moment yeah. until we actually can see what everyone wants what you know games are going to look like on these two consoles you can't but i know that my my little brother who um favors the xbox he still has a 360 because he hasn't been able to afford to get you know to make the jump to the the um and he's not particularly bothered about all this kind of bollocks that we talk about he just wants to be able to play like the latest games Mm. so i think he's probably going to get the s because because it's more affordable when it's there and you can start playing the game so you know to to a kind of like i don't like a less specialist consumer i guess yeah at the same time there will be another attractive option Mm. you know i imagine there might be some i i think at least when it comes to actual like new consoles if it was ps5 the way that it's perceived people might i don't know let's take for example a parent buys their kid a ps4 for christmas they've just bought it last christmas right now's the jumping time get them onto that and then they see that a new better ps4 is coming out soon does that cause problem does that like i don't know i don't know what's an easier pill to swallow if a better ps4 is coming out or a ps5 would be coming out where would you be like oh well i've just bought you that so i'm not 
getting yeah. you that. Or... Fortunately, I'll never have to worry about. Well, you're that. not have you know sequels aren't an issue for you. No, honestly. so I can't. I can't. Oh, nor for me. <laughs> I should point out. I can't but... get into the mindset of someone because this is one of the big things is that video games aren't always and video game systems aren't always in fact you know i'd be i'd argue that in a lot of cases they're bought by people for people and so as you say the the mum vote or the dad vote Mm. on you know because they want to get their money's worth and not have it be faddy and then their kids going where this gone out of style i want this and that and the other which is you know what really hurt sega way back when so uh but yeah, I don't interesting know. when it comes to multiplayer stuff because you kind of look at things like like Battlefield Four on 360 was 30 frames per second and it didn't look anywhere near as good as the current gen versions, mm. obviously. Whereas the current gen versions were 60 frames per second and looked much better. If they're there can't be that jump between the two if they're going to remain cross compatible. Yeah, you can't have people playing on one at 30 frames and another on 60 frames like that. I don't think that work so imagine neo gaff yeah that would uh that would be it wouldn't it can you <laughs> i guess that happens on pc gaming all the time you'll get people with different setups but yeah when you kind of expect a certain standard from a closed system yeah of course well otherwise you, you may and that's the point we're we're talking about you may as well get a pc and listen what talking about neo gaff before we do some questions your favorites this you know, is going to be your favorite topic that you were cackling about yesterday isn't it what yes so uh I just want to say that usually I do say some uh, unkind words about NeoGAF. Why? And uh, and they, me and us, they which is you. fine. But I will say that uh, at the moment I'm obsessed with a thread about <laughs> the uh, the Resident Evil 7 demo beginning hour. And uh, it's it's so good. It's like 130 plus pages at the moment. <laughs> By the yeah. way, I love that. I love the uh, what Capcom did. The right announce it and then there's a demo out. Yeah, I love that PT moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah really and, good. And uh, yeah, was that on the bingo card? Did we do the, was on was that on the bingo card? I it's out now. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, anyway, yeah. imagine if they'd done it with Crash Bandicoot. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh man, I'd well, be it, dead. It, it already is out. It's been out for uh, nearly twenty years. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this uh if you're not played the resi 7 demo i know you haven't dave because you're too scared no, no i tried it i tried it for five minutes <laughs> you, you can it complete it in three minutes flat what are you talking uh, about but you said it was like condemned and it's not i haven't tried it yet you so walk I'm around not. it's this... scarier than condemned i could handle condemned i didn't find that scary yeah, dave you played condemned in like 360 vision didn't you not in 50 inch nonsense you know 1080 was about walking around with like a pipe and battering <laughs> like it had lots of mannequins and a lot of dilapidated places. yeah but yeah, the, the Resi 7 demo, marketing masterstroke in having it be available now. Yeah. But yeah, this thread, it's on NeoGAF. People are, are losing their minds over a finger. Yeah, what is the finger? So it's like, there's like a severed finger, right? Yeah, that you it's, can a, find. it's a mannequin finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's not a real finger. I thought no. it was a real finger. So oh. it's, uh, it's made of uh, celluloid. And, uh, and it, to, so if you've not played it, you... you have to escape from this farmhouse the farmhouse isn't particularly big it has maybe eight nine uh, rooms and uh, you also have to watch a vhs of some people who were there before you or were they and then that shows you clues on how to progress so you watch what they did mm-hmm. and then you'll find a secret entrance somewhere and then you go through anyway some of the things that you can do in very quickly on that vhs yeah. because you play that sequence as well right yeah, it's not yeah. like you just watch a video yeah 
So are you the same person across well, the VHS and the... see, Dave, we're about to get into all of that. So the... Someone tweeted something, by the way, that I thought was really funny. They were like, it really bothered me that it's sort of set, like, sort of around about now, right? Yes, 2017. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, why were the people filming it using VHS tapes? Well, like... this is why I originally thought that it would be set in the same timeline as the original Resident Evil. But, again, we'll get that into that. set just after Resident Evil 6, right? Yeah. So anyway, you um, you encounter some items in the, in the world which appear to have no use. So one of them is the aforementioned finger, mm. and another is a hand axe. Mm-hmm. And so there's loads of bo- there's a couple of boarded up doors. And so my first thought was you use the axe to remove the yeah. boards, yeah. and yeah. then you yeah. can open the doors. Logical, I get yeah. that. Yeah. And there's a few different endings. So one is you get the key to the back door. And then something happens. One is you go upstairs into a, like a kind of secret third floor and answer a phone and something happens. And then there's some variations on, on those themes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, either way, the ending isn't particularly good for whoever you may be playing as. But people have become... And I tell you, this is, I, love the, I love conspiracy theories. I don't ascribe to many or any, really. <laughs> but I love that they represent a framework it's almost like a religion. So they put it on something that they don't have the answers to, and it provides them with that collaborative, oh, but I know. They yeah. have the knowledge now. Yeah. Oh, man. So this, this fucking finger. Now, I have this on good authority that it does nothing. But these Really? You're putting it out there? The finger doesn't do anything? I, well, I've heard that it, it does nothing. Right. But if you rotate it, if you examine it, it looks like a key. And that was my first thought was, okay, so it's a secret key that opens something. It's a Resident Evil game, for fuck's sake, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, doesn't appear to do that. People are like, oh, and next thought, okay, so there are mannequins. You put it into Resident Evil game, you know. Can you find the mannequin that's lost its finger? Well, no, that doesn't happen either. And, uh, but people are waiting. And with PT, PT revealed its secrets. So it it was, it obfuscated progression in the game there. So you'd have to look at things at certain times and, yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, speaking to the microphone and you would, you got further and then some streamer, I think just cracked it by sheer chance. And then the community weighed in and helped with the next bits. And then that's yeah. how you got Silent Hill's trailer. People believe that there is something like that for Rosie 7. And I'm not saying there's not. What I'm saying is, is that this Neogath thread is some of the craziest conspiracy theories I've ever seen. Some of them, some of my favorites so far are there's a set of headphones or what look like headphones. They could actually be ear defenders in the VHS portion of the game you play, you've got to speak into your mic at that point. That's that's one. Right. And I was like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, another is that you can get out of the front door, and someone did by, you know, bugging themselves out uh, of the game. Okay, right. right. And it, there's, it's not it blatantly unfinished. You're not meant to do that. Someone got one of the doors open, but not the boards off of it, and you can see it in the room's fully textured. So some of the doors oh, just don't open. Oh, okay. And people are like, no, this, this is definitely it. This is definitely it. Uh, and those ones, you're like, okay, I can see the logic there because those doors have been opened. You have gotten out. Yeah. But people are, but some of them, so the finger, people are like, well, if it's celluloid, that's flammable. You must be able to burn it off and then get the key. Oh, okay. No. I mean, there's nothing that I don't, I don't think there's anything you can do that with. And then it's getting crazier and crazier. Like people are saying you have to speak into the mic at certain times. People are, someone came up with spindle theory. And this is when I knew that I was going to have a fucking great time reading this uh, thread where when you put the VHS in, there's a loading icon for the VHS or something, and it is a VHS tape. And yeah. in your inventory, it looks like a tape. And, but when, when it loads, there's a picture of a spindle going around. You're like, okay, that, well, that must be the, 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 the VHS tape spindle indicating that it's about to play 
in the tape player? Yeah. No, because that spindle is an audio cassette spindle because it has fewer teeth. <laughs> Right. So that means that something is recording <laughs> at that point or playback from an audio device. Yeah. So at some point when that is on, you have to say something into the mic. It's it's amazing. And it's, ge- it's genius marketing from uh, from Capcom. They really have. Especially because all of them keep tweeting stuff about the, the finger. Yeah. It's just, you know, like, well, I wonder what the finger yeah, does. They're playing with people because of PT. Of course. Has it right. gone to the point where the different theories have different names? So are people saying, like, I subscribe to spindle theory, but yep. I'm not sure about front door theory kind of yep. thing? That's amazing. That. And so this is the great thing about all conspiracy theories is that they eventually split down and down and down yeah. from the main one. Like any religion, like any belief system, they go from what it was and then they split off into their own little versions, their C of E moment. And yeah, spindle theory. I couldn't. Be- when someone said that in the thread, I hadn't encountered it before because I was just hopping around the pages. I was like, I have to read this. And people are they're stone cold convinced. Now there may be something else in there, but some of the the logical assumptions and leaps that people are going through in this demo to get to the thing that they want, which they don't actually know what that is, bar another yeah. ending. Uh, it's amazing, and I think with the Resi Seven, 7 demo, it's a lot like. Uh, it'd be a lot like Gone Home if Gone Home had no final room and uh, so there's loads of different rooms lo- and loads of different interpretations yeah, yeah, yeah. of things because c- when you're playing Gone Home you're always going through thinking what's going to happen what's this mean like, yeah, yeah and there's a final room you go into and then everything is revealed or the, the main right. through line of the game is revealed but if that room was just inaccessible, it then would, it would be like... Res- what's happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and pe- yeah. people will be walking around it for years and people are still playing it. And, and they're like, but what about the timestamps? You've got people going, can we get the Japanese version? Because uh, like, what, what's, the, what's the difference going to be in the, in the Japanese version? And uh, yeah, I'm fascinated by this... Uh, Amazing. By this thread. So check it out. It's on Gaff. And yeah. read through it. And I'm not taking necessarily taking the piss out of all those people. I just find it... <laughs> Just some of them. Uh, no, but I, I do find it, uh, as I said, fascinating how people can take one thing and completely and, and build something out around what seems to be a red herring, you know, and a very obvious one at that. Yeah. Someone will find well, a lighter underneath something and like, as I come out of here, I'm like, Steve, did you just hear that? I love that kind of stuff, though. It's great. It might be because I've been doing, like, analysis of, of trailers that came from E3, especially the fucking Death Stranding one, Jason. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I love that kind of stuff. There was a YouTube series a while back called uh, Marble Hornets, which was um, it was based on the Slenderman mythos mm-hmm. of the internet, and it was it was supposed to be like sort of like found footage, like this guy was making indie film while he was at college, oh, yeah. and then he went a, he went a bit a bit peculi- peculiar, <laughs> and like in the background of the footage, you can see like Slenderman sometimes appears and all this yeah. kind of stuff, and people were making up all, and then there was like someone who had a mask that appeared. And yeah. was, and, so people were making up like like in the comments of the YouTube section, then there were like subreddits for it and shit. And people were, like I'm referring to people like Masky, uh, like I reckon Masky is this person. It was great, I loved it. The names as well. But, uh, God of War has this apparently. See, do you see this? It's reported earlier today that the God of War trailer yeah. has loads of stuff going on in the background. Uh, yeah, it's like, got loads of stuff moving around from like the um, like Viking. wraiths and yeah. uh, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's what E3 trailers are going to be now, and downloads is just full of like Easter eggs yeah. and uh, keep people playing, weird keep people talking. Yeah. Spi- yeah. Spider-Man's got a bunch of Easter eggs in it. The Spider-Man it? trailer, yeah. Oh, you know what? That Spider-Man game. I'm not. You know, I don't. I hate Spider-Man. I fucking hate Spider-Man. <laughs> but I tell you, when that I saw that down, I was like, you know what? Yes, it I'll, good, I'll it? play that game. Yeah. yeah. 
Can you can you believe that? Burns yeah. has completely fucking lost it. Right. I'll tell you what. Let's do some... Uh, should we do some questions? Do some questions. Maybe it's probably from Neil Gaff saying, please stop questioning my... Uh, my methods. My methods. Uh, right. My conspiracy. Hold on a minute. My Hold theories. on. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Let's start with uh, Chris Crumley at Mega Monkey. He says, what's your favorite cheese or cheese-based product? Uh, I really like halloumi, especially if you barbecue obs, it. Really obs. good. It's cheese string, isn't it? Uh, also mac and cheese, which I guess is a cheese-based product. I'm, oh, you I'm made, all a, about. You I made did, some I made of that. some mac and cheese at lunch once. I've just dropped a, a cap off my chair. You made mac and cheese? Were you not here for that, Burns? I was I was out. I was out getting a big tasty on I. Yeah, you were. Well, it's because it took ages for me to make it because I thought foolishly that this office would have things like a cheese grater. Um, no. Which it did not. <laughs> no, it's got... There, in this we office, there's, there's a, a weird mix of stuff. It well, was, there's a massive you know, coffee machine, but no toaster. I mean... Which of those would you would you consider would be we, we've in got a yeah, lovely yeah. oven though, haven't we? <laughs> got, very right, nice, got a nice oven, very modern we've, oven. We've got um, a Pool castle, table. a Brita filter castle, which has had the filter removed. Uh, really? Point, yeah. Amazing. I never. Oh, I don't drink uh, tea or coffee. I'm, so. I'm the only person that uses the kettle now, and I'm thinking of getting a new one because it's so full of it needs descaling, but. I don't feel like I should be the one to descale it. You don't. That's not in your purview, basically. You're like, you know what? Well, I've only been here six months. That most of that scaling isn't me. You know. Fair, fair enough. Cheese is great, though, isn't it? When it wants to be. Yeah, yeah but it's bad for you. Frank LaBeouf hates yeah. cheese as well. Fetter cheese, fetter cheese. Um, Do you know, Miller had because uh, Miller on his cheat days he has pizza, but yeah. he was like, I have. He doesn't have full fat cheese on his pizza. And a couple well, of weeks ago, he did, and he was so excited about eating full fat. Amazing. <laughs> I often I often ask Miller to uh, to text me about his uh, cheat meals because yeah, me you know too. it's uh, it's like his holiday from from normalcy, uh, which is bizarre. Seeing as most people eat pizza just yeah. not, not as a treat, but just you know I'm gonna have a pizza whenever I want. Double cheese on a pizza is good. It's yeah, very good. Yeah, it's oh, very yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Right, elderly goose says the most boring name for Kratos's son. Probably Charlie, right? Probably the one. <laughs> probably the one that is. Uh, well, Charlie of War. Charlie of War. You know what? While we're talking, while we're talking about uh, God of War, I will say that Dad of War and people were laughing at it, and then I remembered, shit, there was actually a Terminator sequel which had this exact same setup, <laughs> where a time traveling robot got a son. Was which, there Terminator Two? You may have heard. Oh right. <laughs> yep. What? You got a son? Well, yeah, John. He he functions as the oh, de facto yeah. father. Of, I see. Right. And then yeah. the, the son teaches the dad, and the yeah, dad yeah. teaches the I, son. Well, I, I'm actually quite interested in Dad of War. Um, a bit, and I wasn't interested in any of the other gods of war, but I th- and I think that's why I'm interested in this one because this looks very different I to think the others. It looks so. great. I I I play it. I'm more interested in that than another. You know, was it Greek god of war? Forty two. I'm mad yeah. again. I'm well, still so mad. This is uh, this is the Viking like yeah. Norse myth. Norse. Hmm. Right. right, Chris Patrick at Blankshaw says, what are your thoughts on Rockstar's no-show? Now, I've heard some conspiracy theories about well, they've this. they've denied this. They've denied I know, this. I know, and I never thought it was real. But, you know, the internet loves a good conspiracy theory, yeah. as we've discussed. So, uh, yeah, what I heard was that they would be doing Red Dead Redemption 2 at the Sony conference. People have said this, haven't they? Yes. Not that I heard from Rockstar, but no. yeah, people yeah. have been saying... As the, as yeah, the closure. Well, yeah. But, At the very end, it was going to be Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. My uncle works there, and I've got one of those machines that plays all the games. Thoughts, Dave? Well, they've said that wasn't the case. They've well, said that they've that... had their content locked down for months. 
I might be paraphrasing, but that's what down. <laughs> um, but I would, I can see why people would believe that because I, for me, the Sony conference and the um, Ubisoft one as well didn't really end. It didn't feel like they ended on anything. Steep special. was a bit of an odd one. I can buy that. I can buy Steep because Sony ended on the, the Days, Days Gone, Gone um, gameplay. Which is fair enough. I guess that's their big new IP. Yeah, I can. But, but I can see that. I don't know. Wasn't the rumor that it might have been a bit? Um, wasn't how, how do we phrase it? Given what happened in Orlando, that it wasn't. Uh, oh, the, the, there'd been some shifting around of some of the. Yeah, yeah, which is would be understandable. Oh yeah, of but, course. Yeah, but yeah. then I, it doesn't really make much sense to to have say Ghost Recon and then not have so to remove something uh, in order to not be insensitive, but still have quite a lot of. Uh, violent shooting action games in there doesn't make um, mm. doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, mm. Right, speaking I, don't, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't buy it. Red Dead was going to be. I, I, I don't know. Rockstar, no, right, I'd like Rockstar could put on their own press conference that was just fifteen minutes long at, in fucking January and just announce whatever it was and it would do gangbusters. It doesn't matter for them now. Yeah, they could announce it at the same time at a competing thing. If in the last hour of the Sony event you got news it's like oh Red Dead Redemption 2 is being announced right now mm. on a live stream you'd turn over mm. of course you would you'd be like alright yeah alright sorry I'll catch up with you in a bit talking of uh, Rockstar and, and Take 2 because Take 2 said that they were going to be in E3 I think the quote was in a big way which I guess now they're meaning oh Mafia 3 was there and I don't know what else was there yeah but did 2K have anything at any of the uh, conferences. I'm surprised like Mafia Three didn't turn up at Sony's yeah, or Microsoft. I'm Microsoft's. surprised by that. But that also Mafia Three. While I'm speaking about it, that also had a really stupid fucking PR stand, didn't it? Did it? With the, the funeral. The uh, did you not see that? I the, think, I, I think I missed the, that. The casket getting carried through and all mm. that. Yeah, Cliffy B Ooh. commented upon it. No? Said it was like the actions of a coked-up marketing executive. <laughs> really? uh, yeah. So not very good, right? Sean Cleaver, Cleaver says, "What game product?" While we're on that sort of topic, yeah. was not E3 that you were expecting or hopeful for. Alice, what did you want? What did you not get? I really, really wanted a, a Dragon Age thing, which I knew I wasn't mm. going to get. I just hoped in my heart of hearts they would do it because we know they're making one. Yeah, we do. Well, they they're, keep on teasing. They keep it. on teasing it, and I'm I'm getting annoyed. I'm yeah. getting annoyed. I'll be honest. Exactly. But I I knew call we were going. I knew I have. I've called them out. I've called out one of the producers directly <laughs> <laughs> show me show me the toys I want to see the but toys I knew, I knew it was going to be Andromeda instead but you know yeah, that looks shit as well, I'm just happy it? they're making a new Dragon Age hmm? Dragon Age 1 <laughs> I David. can't believe Criterion's game wasn't there and I know they're doing that Star Wars VR thing with DICE Star VR um, but it just blows my mind that you look back at E3 2014, EA's conference, and it was very much that kind of concept phase where they were showing like early stage Mass Effect and then early stage uh, Criterion game. And it was kind of that we're letting you in early now to take a look at games and the process of games development and all that. And I mean, we haven't seen anything on Criterion's game now for two more E3s or anything in between. It's like, well, what, what's going on there? They've, it's almost like they've become... Uh, they say that that game's still in development, but it's almost like they've become a sort of support studio now, a satellite studio to help other devs with their own projects. Yeah. And it's it's very that? quiet, isn't it? Mm. Crackdown 3 as well, no show. So, yeah, that's the, I think that's the one that a lot of people... Some people have been asking about that as well in the, in the questions. Mm. Crackdown 3, everyone thought, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Someone said, I think it's important not to sort of saturate 
uh, showing that sort of thing too often because they revealed it at E3 last year and they showed it at Gamescom and I think if they'd had another one, maybe they were worried that they were showing it a bit too much That's before. Bollocks, but then isn't it? they've shown other games like Patrick that. fucking back turned Scale up. Scalebound's been at all of them, yeah. hasn't it? Sea of Thieves? <laughs> like, I don't really get that way of thinking. No, when that's, that's shite. TBH. That right. sounds like, yeah, it wasn't ready, so we just didn't show it. Yeah. So. Right, and uh, and finally, understandable, at informal Mr. Tom says, was E3 a lot more toned down this year? It's probably just me, but there didn't seem to be a huge hoo-ha or anything. Well, it would have been a lot bigger if it wasn't already all known, I believe. Yeah, mm. I think... Two uh, new consoles, yeah. loads of game stuff. You had... Uh, who was the the internet nerd, whatever? The Twitter account was Nerd Leaks, I believe, oh, right. which had the rundowns of the, the conferences. Just, yeah, yeah, like yeah. All, the, all of Xbox got leaks, Ubisoft got leaks. Like, yeah. How Although, does that happen? How do they get the, the running order running is orders. fucking bad as yeah. well? Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's that's just that's crazy. bad. Like, yeah. yeah. And then the, the Xbox One S leaked. Yeah. How a couple of days before the conference? Because I, I messaged you, didn't I? We yeah. were. I, I can't remember was exactly. This... Where... Yeah, and you and you were like, yep, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. I was expecting more. I think a couple of people when they introduced games did make some nods to the fact that like here it is, you've yeah. already seen it kind of thing. But I was expecting Vincent Pella did, didn't they? Yeah, I was expecting maybe a couple more people to acknowledge. That. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's very, very serious. And mm. also on a serious note, we're going to have to go now. Are we? We're going to have to go already? now. Already? Yeah, already. But if you are a member of the Patreon, you can catch us on the other side after this has ended. Mm. And if you're not, go on to patreon.com for slash video gamer com something like that yeah. you'll find it in the <laughs> search google patreon exactly. video gamer exactly and then you know have a little look down and go we love these guys let's give them some fucking cash hopefully we'll have more people on next week well it's yeah. like a, it's it's post e3 and there's yeah. some very serious work being done very serious out there i'm very excited about tam's e3 response unit which is what we opened this bloody show with. Well, you didn't say that's what it was. You I said did. it was I said a those secret. Words. I said those words. But we, oh. yeah, we'll do extra. We're going to do a Q&A podcast as well. So yep. that's a patron exclusive. Yeah. And you can, uh, those are some of the best podcasts, the Q&A ones, because you get to actually find out what happens in these many walls mm. and who we actually are as people and not as characters. Someone in a bar recognized me the other day, Dave. Really? And they were like, you are uh, far cheerier in reality. <laughs> Which made me feel like I'd been pulled out of a fucking... It was you. the rookery uh, in uh, Clapham South. Everyone that meets... Don't, I'm not going there again, <laughs> so don't go there if you... <laughs> Everyone that meets Burns in real life is always disappointed that he's not a dick. They're well, really disappointed. You, when someone came up to you with a survey or something and asked for a... What did they ask for? Oh, oh a picture. Who, a, yeah, yeah this picture. Was, I was on the phone at the, at the time and I didn't hear what they were saying, but they had like a clipboard or something that right. resembled one in their hands. So I just thought they were a chugger, a cherry mugger. And I was like, no, and off I went. Right. And then, then afterwards, I was like, it was a bit weird that that chugger knew my name. <laughs> you know, like fridge logic. You're like, He's, that was a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then you come back and they're gone and you feel feel really bad. Yeah. But anyway, look, we've got to go because we've got to do real work now. But thanks for joining us. Yeah. If you'd like to uh, to f- find out more about what we do, mm. yeah. Besides playing Need for Speed. Yeah. A year later. Yeah. <laughs> like six hours. You can find me on Twitter 
at at the Steve Bernio. You can find Alice. I'm at Baby Got Bell. And Dave. VG underscore Dave. Well, look at that. And also go to videogamer.com, the Patreon, and Video Gamer TV on YouTube. Yeah. Right. Love you. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. Bye.